0: In today's show, it's time to look at the Atlanta Hawks and their fantasy basketball prospects for the upcoming season, including some information on how to join the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. At Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So it's time now. Wait, look, this is what we're going to be doing for the next five weeks heading up to the start of the season individual team fantasy previews, which will be knocked out in the next two and a half weeks. Um, mock drafts, more of them. Yes, more nine category drafts, 12, 14, 16 team leagues, maybe a 20 team league. Yes, more points league drafts. 12, 14, 10 Team Points League. Different scoring settings. Yes, auction drafts. We will do them. Another roto draft, probably yes. Lots of mock drafts, picking from many different positions. It's all going to be happening. More sleeper videos. I did one on ESPN and Yahoo the last couple of days. And they will update their rankings. They should. Oh, ESPNs, they're from last season. Uh, not really, because they've got Kawhi in those rankings. They've got Zion in those rankings. So there's sort of a mishmash of we don't know what we're doing. And we had... Opened our draft rooms a month ago, but still haven't bothered to put anything out that makes any sense. So they will update it and then we'll do an updated sleepers thing. We'll do a last round flyer show. We're going to do things like players to avoid, players to take in each round. So much fantasy content coming. All of that is coming up in the five weeks leading up to the start of the season. If there's anything else you think that you want as well, hey, you can drop that in the comments. But there's a big contest coming. I wasn't going to really host any leagues this season. I thought, ah, maybe not. But the guys at Fantrax reached out to me. And go, Josh, we've did this with our NFL guys, and I think this would be a good idea. I went, you know what? It is a good idea. Went, we've got the ability to, on one page, host heaps of heaps of teams, heaps of teams in a big big contest. I went, oh, this is interesting. So NFL teams uh, have done like one division per NFL team, and you could host it all in one league. And I went, oh, okay. So we can do a 360-team league? And they said, yes, yes, you can. I went, okay, can we do two of them? I went, yes, you can. So I am doing two leagues, two 360-team leagues. And I'm trying to get a bunch of... Actually, you know what? Warning needs to have his word on this. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to get a bunch of fantasy analysts to be a part of this as well. And they will be. So scattered throughout all these leagues, you'll see fantasy analysts. Matt Smith, Adam King... Um, I've got, uh, Matt Straup from Roto World in there. There's so many guys. I can't even... Who else is in this that's fantasy analysts? Um, Jared Johnson's in there. Um, Mike Catron's in there. Mike Barner from Roto Wire is in there. Who else have we got in there? There's so many. A- Alex Raclean, Raphael Johnson from Roto World. Uh, said Matt Smith's in there. Um, uh, Zach Hanshu from Roto World is in there. Um... You know, B-Dub from uh, Fantasy Basketball International is in there. Ryan Kanaus from World is in there. There are uh, so many people that are in, in this draft already. So how it's going to work. There is a points league version and a category league version. It's 30 individual divisions with 12 teams in each. Each one of those 30 divisions runs like a separate league. Okay? It's a 12-team league. It runs like a normal 12-team league. You have your individual draft. Each one of those divisions is named after an NBA team. So we're doing the Atlanta Hawks today. I'm going to tell you later on how you can enter to get in the Atlanta Hawks division. Most of these leagues will be slow drafts. So if you are international, there'll be there'll be times where you can get in and you don't have to be awake at a certain time if you're in different areas. Um, majority of them will be that way. And once they fill up, the draft will start. That's simply how we'll do it. So what we'll do, it's, it's a standard league. Nine categories, all points, if that's the one you choose to go into. I don't think I'm explaining this very well. 12-team league. And there'll be an eight-team playoff. The playoffs will run for two weeks. Eight teams will go down to four in the, after the first week of the playoffs. After the second week of the playoffs, four teams will go down to two. And there'll be two teams left. I should have mentioned, that's a $25 entry fee for this. Those two teams that are left... After round two of the playoffs, congratulations. You are the top two place getters in your division. You win $75 each. All right, it's not a huge return. $75 each. You win that. But those two teams, along with the top two teams out of the other 29 divisions, all jump in together into a one-week tournament. 60 teams for one week, the week ending March 19th. 60 teams will go in there in that week. There'll be no waiver wire ads. All those 60 teams go in there and they play against everyone. So my team plays against Jared's team, plays against Ryan's team, plays against Matt's team, all in one week. And the team with the best win-loss record, I might win 40 matches and lose um, 19. The winner of that is the overall champion and wins the $4,500 prize. Simple as that. No waiver moves because again, the players will be duplicated throughout that time. Once you get into that final week, you play everyone. Fantrax allows that to to happen where you can play a matchup against every other opponent in your league every week if you want, but we'll do it for that one week. There will be an acquisition limit each week during the regular season. It's four. There's a games limit of 38 per week as well. There are no trades at all to try and eliminate cheating. Collusion, no trades at all. Forget trades. And that's basically how it works. In the points league, the final championship week where the 60 teams get in, it'll just be which team scores the most fantasy points in that final week. It won't be what's your head to head record against the others. It'll be who scores the most fantasy points for that week. That's how we'll judge that one. So that's how it works. $25 entry. You get into a draft with 12 teams. You draft your team. The league plays out like normal until we hit March the 12th, March the 12th, yep, and then March the 12th, the top two teams head into a giant final contest, now, we have 360 spots, there's less, because I've got about 50 people in there already, there is a preference, well, not preference, there was some spots reserved for Basketball Monster members, and there's a, a bunch of fantasy analysts in there as well, if you are a fantasy analyst, and you write, you have your own content, you have your own channel, podcast, whatever, hit me up, and we can get you in, um, so there are spots available but remember there's 720 total spots here again we've filled about 50 of them so far before it's been announced there is thousands to tens of thousands of people who are listening to each episode or watching each episode of this show so there are a lot of people involved in this I still want you to get in as you can see I'm going to put a link to the full rules in the description of this video and in the, sh- the podcast show notes I've also tweeted it out already to get in this there is a, a specified email but don't email me just yet. The email is l o f b locked on fantasy basketball l o f b bowl b o w l l o f b bowl @gmail.com. When you are trying to get in, there are two things you need to tell me in the subject line. Now, I'm going to get a lot of emails for this, so make sure you get these things right. In the subject line, which show is it we're talking about? So from today, and there's going to be a specific question I ask you later on that you've got to put the answer to, to, show, to say that you were listening. Otherwise, you would just be easy enough to just send this email. All right. So you put in the subject line, Hawks. You're listening to the Hawks preview show. And you put in the subject line, Cats or Points? Which one do you want? Do you want the Points League? Do you want the Category League? Hawks, Cats, Hawks, Points. That's your subject line. And then in the body of the email, you can say, hey, Josh, how's it going? Whatever, whatever you think might improve your chances of getting in. But there's going to be a a question that I ask later on, and I just need the answer to that. That's what I need in the body. And then I will email you an invite to get into this league. And once this Atlanta Hawks league fills up, we will start slow drafting. There will be some drafts towards the end that will be live drafts, and I'll announce the times of those. But in general, they will be slow drafts. So, if this sounds like something you're interested in, we're going to be doing it really, really soon. So, um, I can't wait to get it started. It's going to be a fun experience. I hope. I think everything's going to go well. I hope everything's going to go well. And I hope it's something we can build into being something huge over the coming years and be a really, really thing where we get... 50, 100, we hope, hope we can get 100 fantasy analysts involved in it, and then a bunch of other people as well with these sort of contests. So I am really, really looking forward to how this uh, kicks off. I will give you the question that I'm asking to get into the Hawks, Hawks cats, Hawks points. Remember, that is your subject um, subject line of the email. The email is bowl at gmail.com. And now that is done, I'm going to tell you about Bet Online, the number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news and podcasts, including this week's opening games. BetOnline is your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports and scores. we got a game tomorrow, Chargers Chiefs. Chargers are underdogs. I know the Chiefs look great against the Cardinals, but I'm just going to stick with the, the Chargers. They're my second favorite team. I want them to win. I want them to really yes, step it up this year. And if you want to check the odds for that game or any of Week 2 action across the NFL, BetOnline is the place to do it. It's also the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, Boxing, and Golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Do you want to know who the top 50 players are? Top 50 most valuable players that move betting lines? Well, BetOnline and Locked On NBA have teamed up to tell you. Who those top 50 players are. Starting September 19th, you can find it on Locked On NBA, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube. All of that is out of the way. The Hawks stuff is out of the way. Not the Hawks stuff, the Hawks stuff is just starting. The Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl stuff is out of the way. Let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks. Let's look at their schedule. They only have 46 quality games. Quick definition what's a quality game? It's a game. On a day where there are fewer games played in the NBA, meaning that in all likelihood, if you run a standard setting on your fantasy league, that you will be able to start every player. And to me, that cutoff is nine games. Fewer than nine games, you can fit those players in easily. More than nine games, it's you have to make start sit decisions. The Hawks, 46 games, which is below average. It's below average in the NBA for how many of those games you have. The average is 50... 51. So, when looking at lower-end Hawks players, there'll be more days where you've got to make start-sit decisions on these guys. That's not as favorable. They've got 13 back-to-backs. That's below average, barely, but it is below average. So that's okay. There's not really too many injury risk or uh, back-to-back sitting guys on this team, but it's worth noting. Their playoff schedule, depending on when your playoffs are... Um, We've got 10 games. My, my recommended playoffs is the 19th of March. That's the one we're going to run in the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl. They've got 10 games there, 3-4-3. Three, three. If you go one week later and finish March 26th, they have 11 games, a 4-3-4 four, four schedule. And if you go another week to Yahoo default, we should say April 2nd there. So don't know where the 2 is. They have a 10-game schedule there, 3-4-3. Three, three. So the wouldn't say the playoff schedule is um, elite for the Hawks. It's not, it's not fantastic. There are teams with better schedules. It's also not um, a complete disaster. It's not like they're having nine games or anything like that. It, which you know, is only one better. Ten is not ideal though. So it is a relatively lean period. That That's period from week, depending on how you want to phrase it, week 19, 20, 21, 22. Um, it, it is a lean period for games played for the Atlanta Hawks then. So we're going to start off these team preview fantasy shows by just talking about, you know, obviously a Basketball Monster, I project every player out and we try and figure out how things are going to work. So what are the things that we want to look at? Like how do things impact? And the number one thing across this whole team is DeJounte Murray. How does his impact, well, how does he fit and what does it do to the other players? What does it do to him? That's what we don't know. You think we can be relatively confident that DeJounte Murray is going to have an impact on the usage of every player. To a larger extent, guys like Collins and Capella and Bogdanovich and Hunter, those guys will lose some usage, you would guess. Now, it's not that Murray is coming in unopposed and you're know, not replacing anybody because he's replacing people. Gallinari's gone. Hurd is gone. Lou Williams isn't there anymore. Not that he matters all that much. Dylan Wright is gone. So it's not just a, wow, everyone's going to have to take a giant haircut for DeJounte to come in because there are other players who are not going to be there. But, you know, I, I, I worry, I probably worry a little bit more for DeJounte than I do for the other players. Because again, those other guys, Herder, Gallinari, they were decent usage players and, and they move on. And Murray can probably take some of that role and it doesn't impact the others. But Murray had such a sizable role last season for the Spurs. Usage was well above career norms. Assist rate, unbelievable spike. Steal rate, spiked. Efficiency, spiked. That, I'm really worried about where he sits this season. This wasn't a guy we considered anywhere close to a first-round player. He surprised us all last season. He was really, really good. The year before, when he had to share the ball with DeJounte, with DeMar DeRozan, he was like the 50th best player, 60th best player. Not saying he goes back to that, but don't be shocked. I'd be more more expecting him to be the 50th best player than the 10th best player, DeJounte. I think he loses quite a bit of usage. I think he loses quite a bit on his assist rate. Again, if I'm the coach and I'm Nate McMillan, if I'm choosing who is having the shots or who is running the offense and who is passing, it's Trey Young every single time. DeJounte does need the ball in his hands. He's not as good with the ball in his hands as what Trey is. So yes, he does need it and he will get it at times and he will get staggered and he will play these minutes. But in San Antonio, he was playing 34 minutes a night where he was the number one guy. And he might do that for 15 minutes in Atlanta. So there's your sizable hit. And there's no guarantee, and we've talked about this a lot, that steals carry over. Just because he averaged two steals per game last season does not mean that he averages two steals this season. He might get 2.1. He might average 1.4. Don't know. Yeah, this stuff is a real impact. So I think he's going to have an impact on Trey. He's going to have a small impact on guys like Collins. But the biggest impact, I think, is going to be on DeJounte. Maybe he proves me wrong. Maybe everything just carries over. And he is a first-round guy. I really doubt it. I don't think he's that level of player. But maybe he is. Another thing is the Capella Okongwu minutes. I really like Onyekra Okongwu. I think they should have traded Clint Capella a while ago. They couldn't last season because they extended him. And the fact that they extended him last season means that they weren't in any rush to trade him. Because it's like, oh, they couldn't trade him because they extended him. Yeah, I know. They couldn't trade him because they extended him because they didn't want to trade him, so they extended him. Like, that's, that's not like, ah oh, yeah, man, look at this. The consequences of our own actions. Like, they knew that once they signed him to extension, they couldn't trade him. So it's not like we really wanted to trade him, but we couldn't because he was extended. They were like, we didn't want to trade him, so we extended him. Does that carry over to this season? I don't know. I, I do get the feeling that we're getting towards the end of the Clint atlanta run, and maybe it is a Okongwu's time soon, but I know he's appearing on everyone's favorite sleeper list in Yekara-Kongwu. But from what I understand, talking to the Hawks, not talking to the Hawks, talking to Hawks people, Capella's so the starter, and he'll probably still play 27-28 minutes, and that leaves a Okongwu's upside pretty low there could be a situation they play 24 minutes each. I don't know about that. But it could happen. I really like a I think he's a really good player and he's going to develop into a top 50 fantasy player. Just don't think it's this year. Should have talked a little bit about Dejounte and I'll talk about him a little bit more. He was a first round guy last season. I think he's more of a third round player this year. Maybe fourth. Probably more third in category leagues. In points leagues he's probably a little bit earlier than he is in a category league. Um, but still probably mid third round. Category League, he's more late third, early fourth, I, I think. But, again, as we've talked so much in Category Leagues and drafts and tiers and that, if you need what he brings, if you need someone who gets assists with strong rebounds and good steals, if you want to go around earlier, who cares? It doesn't matter. Reaching doesn't actually matter. Unless you start going, well, I'm going to take a or Okonwu at pick 50, then that's crazy. I'm going to take DeJounte Murray at pick 10. Insane. Taking him at 25 instead of 30? Oh, well, who cares? doesn't actually matter. Um, The other one is, when the hell is Bogdan Bogdanovich returning? Knee injury, surgery, we don't know if he's going to be healthy. We don't know if he's going to be limited. He's a really good player, Bogdan. Um, He was a top 100 guy last season, but I'm always worried a knee injury is heading into a season with, at this point, no idea where he sits. And if he is out, that does help DeJounte. It does help guys like Aaron Holiday or Justin Holiday. It does help DeAndre Hunter initially as well but that'll probably drop off at some point as we um, as we move forward in the season. Breakout candidates. Now, it's a term that gets bandied about a lot. What does it mean? It means you just expect guys to have bigger, or potential to have bigger production than last season. And I talked about A Okongwu already. I'll talk about him more in a second. Let's talk Jalen Johnson, who was a guy that just barely played last season, who was ranked outside the top 500 in per game value in fantasy. He played five minutes a night. But with Gallinari gone, There's an opportunity for him to be the backup power forward. They could probably, given it is Nate McMillan, they will probably start with Mo Harkless in that role. But Johnson's got that opportunity not to start, I don't think, because that's John Collins' spot. But if he impresses with John Collins, how often has he been on the trading block? A lot is the answer. There is a chance that we get... Jalen Johnson's starting games at some point this season, either through a Collins injury or a trade or the fact that he just blows up. You know, I don't look at many guys in this roster and go, wow, huge blow-ups coming. He's one where I'd just be watching and paying attention to what he does if he's getting regular rotation minutes. The other one is, of course, a Conway, And I don't think that a Conway is going to play 25 minutes a night. I, I don't think that. But I know that he would be good if he did and I know he's a good player, and I know he's a good fantasy contributor, and maybe this is the year where it's he just goes, well, I'm just so much better than Capella that I've got to play, and McMillan goes, you know what, you're right. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Capella was still pretty good, but he's had so many busted Achilles issues or sore Achilles. Every year he entered the season, oh, I saw Achilles. I haven't heard it yet, but who knows? In two weeks, maybe we do hear it for Capella. is fine to grab later rounds like round 10, round 11, probably round 11 more, I wouldn't go inside the top 100 for a Kongwu because, again, you're just expecting 26 minutes right off the bat. And I think you just eliminate all value if you take him that early. But if you can grab him, he, like he was 137th last season in 21 minutes. If he plays 22 or 23, and that was the season he entered with a, a bung shoulder as well and missed the beginning. He plays 23 minutes, again, iffy. But what you're really hoping for, I think, is an injury. and You don't want to hope for that, of course. But you're, to get value out of him, you need Capella to get hurt, I believe. I don't think that we'll see him just sliding into that role ahead of a uh, healthy Capella. I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. Sleepers. These are weird. It's a weird term. We know this. These are guys based on ADPs um, or ranks, depending on you know what I chose at this point, because some players don't have ADPs, where I just think there is some value in looking at them on the three major sites, Yahoo, ESPN, and Fantrax. Bogdan Bogdanovich has an ADP of 130 on Fantrax. Now, I just said I don't know when he's going to start, but that's outside the first 10 rounds. That's round 11. That's your bench in most standard formats. And that's where I'm more than happy to take a flyer on a guy who did, as I said, crack the top 100 last season. And there is no Kevin Herter or Danilo Gallinari this season or Dylan Wright. And he might be just tasked with a pretty large bench role if he's actually healthy. So I like getting him there. Now, the difference there is his ADP on Yahoo is 118. It's getting it's getting a little tighter. That's inside the top ten rounds. ESPN is at 122. he's right on the borderline, so that's okay. But I think the fan tracks gives you just a little bit more value. Now I've talked about Akongwu already. His numbers. Yeah, you know, he's he's ESPN does some weird things. They don't have full rankings out. When you go into an ESPN mock draft, if you've chosen categories or points, the rankings in there are different they still don't make complete sense. But a Kong was ranked 179th in a category league mock draft, he's 221st in a points league mock draft, which of course, both of those rankings are well behind where he was actually positioned last season. And it is hard to look at ESPN ADP's for the late guys because anyone anyone who's late just gets 140. Like your ADP is 140. That that's it. You just get and his ADP is 140. So that's... If you get drafted in one draft and not drafted in the others, your ADP is 140. That seems to be how they're doing things. But there's value in him at that 179 ranking or 221 ranking. On Yahoo, on Fantrax, A Wu's ADP is 102. Don't know about that. It's maybe going a little higher. On Yahoo, it's at 123. Probably bang spot on. But at 179, I like it. Now, Jalen Johnson, he's ranked 444 on Yahoo. No ADP data across any other sites. 444. That is expecting him not to be a rotation player. I expect him to be a rotation player. I'm trying to cater to all leagues here. You're a deeper league, a 20-teamer, a 30-teamer. He's got to be on at least your radar, I think. Like, 444 means you're not even a 30-team league player, which is ridiculous, quite clearly. Like, he's higher than that. And I think John Collins is maybe sliding a little bit too far. His ADP is 87 on ESPN, and on fan tracks, it's 75 I talked yesterday with Matt at the Power Ford tiers about how he's just boring at the moment. And he's been nerfed by the addition of Capella and Okongwu and now Murray and guys like this from being a top 20 player. But is he really that bad? He was 57th per game last season in category leagues. What was Johnny in points leagues? 69th in points leagues? Giggity. But why are we looking at his rank so low? Or He's AD at 87 and then 75. I get that seventy-five for a points league, but Fantrax is almost exclusively category stuff. Fantrax uh, ESPN at eighty-seven; it's closer again to his points rank. But if you're in category leagues, you might get twenty-five spots of value there for John, and just be a really solid power forward in those middle rounds. That's that's solid enough for me. Um, busts. ESPN has Deshante Murray with an ADP of ten. I think he's ranked 7th in their head-to-head ranks on their mocks. He's 6th in their points mocks. It's insane. His ADP is 10. Murray was 11th in category leagues overall last season. He was 7th in points leagues. This is assuming that he just suffers no hit whatsoever. And if you pick him at 10, that's, that's bad news. It's not a good idea. Got a Kongwu at 102 on Fantrax. It just eliminates so much value. I don't I don't get the point of picking him there in round what nine that is. What's the point of getting is it roll around yeah round nine. What's the point of picking him so early? Is it even round nine? Is that it, maybe it's round eight? No it is round nine. Um I, I don't understand it. And Fantrax, absolutely inexplicably, has Justin Holiday with an ADP of seventy six. Please for the love of God, do not pick him in the top two hundred. Do not at all. That there's, there's no rationale for that. Talked about breakout guys before. I want to go to a different sort of segment here. We're talking upside flyer picks. So when we're talking about in a 12-team standard league, what do we do in the last round? We don't want to take a boring player, a Dorian Finney-Smith. Is it going to be the name that I throw out every example until I get to the Maverick show? Um, you don't want to take someone like that usually. Who's a guy that maybe has some upside? Now, I... I don't really think DeAndre Hunter's a good player. I've said that plenty of times. He's a defender, allegedly, who doesn't get defensive stats. He's a horrific rebounder. He's a bad passer. His shooting had a little hot streak at one point. He's a lower usage guy. They still seem to believe in him a lot. And they will give him more minutes. Or they'll give him a lot of minutes that maybe his play doesn't truly deserve. So I don't mind... The minutes that would, would indicate there that if he gets 30, 32 minutes, he's had a lot of injuries, we know. But as a last round guy, there is some glimmer of top 100 upside for DeAndre Hunter. In general, I look, he was the 236th ranked player last season. I'm not sure it gets significantly better than that, to be fair. But in that last round, it's not about I want to pick someone who finishes 140th. It's like I want to pick someone that if they finish 300th, I don't care, but they could get to ninety. They could get to 75, and while 75 is probably too high for Hunter, there's not many of these guys on this team, by the way. Um, That's why I put him there, but he's probably the only one that stands out where I go, all right, if I pick him in that last round, and I don't want to include Kongwahu because he's obviously going before the last round, um, yeah, that Hunter's got a little bit of that. His ADP is 144 on Yahoo, it's 173 on uh, fan tracks, it's... Yeah, of course, it's 140 on ESPN, but he's ranked 183rd there. He's less interesting in a uh, category league than points leagues. He was inside the top 200 for points leagues. I think he's got a little bit more upside there because one of his major categories is scoring versus getting defensive stats. And we know scoring heavily um, skews your fantasy points. So, and, and minutes and usage are two of the biggest things that contribute to fantasy point scoring. And Hunter's got, gun- they're two of the things, that, especially minutes that he's going to have that are going to help him. <clears throat> so he's worth looking at with that last pick. Now, we've talked about a lot of guys, there are a lot of guys I haven't talked about. So let's talk about him. Trey Young, <clears throat> he was great last season, sixth-ranked player in um, category leagues. In points, he was 10th. I did a whole show on first-round players a couple of days ago, and you can see where I would pick Trey in points and rodo and head-to-head. He's a relatively good first-round guy, but there is very, 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 very far from a guarantee that he finishes as a first-round player. Maybe the DeJounte pairing just doesn't work. Maybe the fact that Trey Young shot a really good percentage last year for literally the first time in his career, maybe that doesn't stick. Maybe he loses one assist a game. Maybe he loses one free throw attempt per game. Maybe he goes from a 38% three-point shooter back to a 36% three-point shooter, or 35. And then he's the 20th best player. That That is distinctly possible. Maybe the 27 points I've got him projected for becomes 25 there is risk there. To me, he's middle to back end of the first round. He has shown an ability to heal quickly from ankle sprains. Doesn't preclude him from tearing an ACL or breaking an arm or ripping a shoulder or concussion or anything like that. So I'm not saying, why well, he's unbelievably durable. He has had an ability to recover from ankle sprains really quickly, and that's a positive. Doesn't mean it's always the case, though. But he is a safe-ish back-end first-round player who's getting picked at six on Yahoo!, 11 on Fantrax, which I think is really good value. Um, 10 on ESPN. Same ADP for Trey Young as Dejounte Murray on ESPN. If you want a glimpse into what a, a, a disease adult brain would con- would uh, would look like, that's crazy. I would take Trey obviously a million times ahead of Dejounte Murray. What are at Clint Capella. <clears throat> he's a tough one because you look at his his rank numbers, and he's ranked at 61 on ESPN, an ADP of 80. He's at 74 on Yahoo ranking with an ADP of 71. His Fantrax, ADP is 78. And then I look at my projections and he's like 90 something. Okay. But remember, Clint Capella is a bad free throw shooter. We know Clint Capella is a bad free throw shooter. So the lens of rankings tends to to cause that problem, especially with guys with significant difficulties or significant, um, what's the word? Significant deficiencies. That's what I'm trying to say. So that is, yeah, it is a, a tough thing to sometimes get your head around when looking at you know, when, when looking at that sort of issue. Like, Capella to me is a, um, I'm trying to find what I'm, what I'm looking for here, is a player with, you know, probably top 70 upside if you're punting free throws. He's probably around that area. Don't get it skewed because yeah, you can look at well, if you punt free throws, he becomes the 40th best player. He's not that guy. It's a good idea. I, I try to look at minus one ranks when trying to figure out where players sit. He's probably in the 70 to 80 zone, which is right in line with that ADP. But if you're going to buy into Nekara Kongwu, you've got to be able to sell off Capella. So you can't really have the both of those guys providing that value. I think Capella does lose a little bit of playing time. Uh, maybe. I'm not 100% convinced on that, but maybe he loses a minute or two. But he's still really valuable for field goal percentage, for blocks usually, although those block numbers did come down a bit somewhat last season. And you know, he, he can be a, a 10 and 10 with big field goals, bad free throws and good blocks. That's not an outrageous expectation for old Klinna. Um, Who else is on this list? Mo Hart- well, they've got Mo Harkless, maybe he's going to be the backup power forward. He offers absolutely nothing for fantasy. Aaron Holiday is probably going to be the backup point guard, I would expect. They'll split DeJounte and Trey the majority of the time, and Aaron probably gets in the rotation, but we've seen plenty of opportunities for him to play, and he's been bad in most of those spots. Trent Forrest was recently brought in um, on a two-way deal. Showed some flashes for Utah last season, but nothing exciting. Frank Kaminsky is in as a backup big, a third-string center. Just watch for him, because he put up good numbers in Phoenix if we get a Okongwu and Capella out at any point. Their first-round pick was AJ Griffin. I really like AJ Griffin. We didn't see him in Summer League. There is an opportunity for him to maybe, if he, if he really stands out, to overtake a Justin Holiday. And I think long-term, I'd like him in there over DeAndre Hunter. It's just not going to happen this season. He's got a pretty interesting fantasy-friendly game with an ability to get some steals and hit some threes and score. But you know, there's a lot to work on still. Defensively, he still needs to work on quite a bit. Percentages, you know, that's always going to be an issue for rookies. Defense is always going to be an issue for rookies. Don't expect him to contribute much. They also brought in Jarrett Culver on a two-way deal. He's offered nothing across the NBA so far. I don't expect him to offer anything here. And then second-round pick Tyrese Martin is on the roster again. Just he's just not going to play. So there's not really a huge amount there. I don't think for us to um, for us to talk about or for us to focus on significantly. So it is going to be really interesting. The, the, one of the more interesting guys, I think he's also clinker powder on this team. As we've talked about him already, but just watching the block numbers, because they really did drop. He went from 3.3 blocks per 100 possessions to 2.2 last season. And that, that takes so much. Can he get back to three? I don't know. His block numbers over his career have been wild. Three point, This is per 100 possessions. 3.3, 2.2, 2.6, 3.3, 2.2. Look, these are 50% increases and decreases here. So if Clint Capella comes out and blocks three shots per game, it's the same as it was two years ago. That's, that's awesome. Still going to have bad free throws, but it's but it's awesome. But it's really hard to predict that when it's just yo-yoing back and forward. So that makes him a somewhat risky guy that you have to really be careful of where you're looking. Now, I did say that I was going to give you an answer to a question To put into the um, email. To enter the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl. Let's do it now. What is. DeJounte Murray's current ADP. That I referenced on the Fantasy Busts screen. On ESPN. I referenced his ADP on the Fantasy Busts part of the show. DeJounte Murray. So send your email to. Lofbbowl at gmail.com. Hawks. Cats. Hawks. Points. And then the answer to that question, which is, I'll tell you, it's 10. The answer is 10. So you want to put in the body of the email, DeJounte Murray's ADP is 10. Put that in the body of the email to join the league. Guys, that'll do it for us today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.